erotica connoisseurs, we've had a Discord makeover. Feel free to join the server. Patreons will have special privileges with the ability to access discrete areas, plus mute and kick participants. The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, erotica connoisseurs. This is Avril, and you're listening to all the filthy details. The Patreon Takeover and Writers special episode. You can expect to hear stories from our Patreons, plus a mammoth six-book review later on in this episode. We have lots to get through, so let's start with this from one of our Patreons. This is an excerpt from the book Mirror, Secret, Mirror by Jessica Seeks publishing on the 28th of May. It's dark, decadent BDSM erotica. Mirror Secret Mirror likes to throw the reader in at the deep end. So here's an extract which begins right in the middle of the action. Charlotte's cake truly was a work of art. Dense, spongy chocolate. Generous fillings of jams and cream. Lathers of dark, rich icing. Swirls and patterns of sculpted flake decorating the surface. Along with a bright welcome home message, lovingly drawn in thick red icing. The silver sprinkles were not scattered randomly. They be painstakingly arranged in a particular way. Thin, metallic columns, crisscrossing each other as they march busily over and around the cake. It taken ages. She'd really outdone herself this time. Her best bake yet. Her husband moved fast, pushing his wife's head down whilst pulling her arms up, bending her body into a sharp right angle so her face splatted into the cake, gasping mouth suddenly filled with chocolate. A muffle of surprise. He held firmly to squish her in, face plunging through icing and sponge. Jam and cream. Squelchy, smothering softness. Sweet enough? He twisted her head with his hand to spread the icing, rubbing her face in it, standing directly behind and leaning over on top of her. Hard dick pushing against her puppy tail butt plug. Eat. He held the scruff of her neck and plowed her face through the thick chocolate, swallowing sweetness clogging the throat. She tried to gulp it down, but more was piling in. Releasing her wrists, he used his other hand to shovel cake over her gaping mouth, slapping the creamy stickiness across powdered cheeks. Charlotte was choking on chocolate, but gorging it in, forcing it down, eating it, tasting it, savoring it. Beautiful rich, dark sweetness. She gopped her jaws to scoff, teeth grating against a ceramic. Her insides wriggled in the twist, the movement squirming her whole body. She thrust her ass back to smear generously over his cock, barely restrained in the loose trousers, 
His erection jostled and stabbed the back of her thighs, the thick shaft now bending to press horizontal against her ass cheek. She licked her tongue out lavishly, slavering and curling along with the writhe of her hips. He exchanged a grip on her neck for a looser hold around a sugar-coated pigtail, keeping a straight back as he leant forward to suppress her. Only his dick and growing touched her body as he pushed his weight on top, pinning her solidly over the table, holding her down with his big, heavy manliness. The ass plug tickled deeper, her inner thigh sweltering, tongue lolling in creaminess. With a graceful shift of weight, he pulled away and stepped back, a tug reminding that his fingers still held her hair. Flakes and sprinkles and powdery snow as her face emerged from the once beautiful cake. Blinkering eyelids heavy with chocolate. Body peeling away from the table, turning to follow his pull. Stumbling heels as she twirled around to confront feeling her moistness at the top of her thighs slid against one another. She scraped the gooey icing from around her eyes. The rest of her face was caked in sticky chocolate. He was still, except for the straining point in his tended trousers. Intense look daring. Is that what you want? Sweetness? His whisper was a rusty graze. Charlotte paused as if thinking. Head cocked, tongue poking teasingly from the side of her mouth, before slowing licking out, and around the top of her lips. Proceeding full circle, waggling like a burlesque dancer on parade. Eyes melting in syrupy glaze. Yes, it's deliciously sweet. She leant forward to pucker her pout. Welcome home. I love you. His reaction chinked open, a scoff of breath dropping from his nostrils. Snarl sinking in, eyes gleaming. Evil expression now wearing the skin of a smile. Always so sweet, he said with sincere bitterness. Always? No matter what. His strong fingers flexed in frustration. They wanted to crush something cutie-cute. Had wanted to crush it for a long time now. Couldn't resist anymore. He used his pinch on her pigtail to draw her head down and towards him at an angle. She looked up serenely as her body bowed face full of beaming cheek. The temple quickened as he released a hair and advanced to draw along her flank, his left arm coming down over her back, looping around the waist to shelve her stomach, his other hand hooking under the fist and lifting sharply, flaking her legs off the ground. The feeling of being plucked into the air, jolting as he launched into stride, Long, blitzing paces to propel his catch across the garden room, brandishing her underarm. Hard, lean muscles controlling pliant softness. 
She loved having all this strength deployed against her. And the feathery bounce of the pom-pom tail tickling against her thighs. The flush of blood to her face hot enough to melt chocolate. Silver sprinkles glittering the floor in their wake. As they reached the wide wooden chair without armrests, he stopped and turned to sit, swinging around to thump her stomach across his thigh. Enough force to knock the breath out. Seesawing over his left leg as he stamped his right down to gather in her wriggling lower limbs, forcing heeled feet together. Palm flattening across her back to tip the upper body downward, her hands trailing the floor. She was now bent double with her chubby bubble butt firmly over the knee. Doggy tail fluttering proud. He paused to savor the moment, a carnivore licking his lips, whilst casually deciding what to eat first. A pointing finger tracing along her thigh, following the frilled rim of the stocking before cornering upwards at the suspender. A teasing mini twang to test the elastic. He fondled around, whirling her tail in lazy loop, fingers brushing over her pussy, flipping the tail onto her lower back, presenting now lush like a heavy dew, the scent itching in his nostrils. I love you, she taunted with melodious chime. She could feel the energy drawing as his hand rose in the air behind, a bird of prey hovering, zeroing in, before swooping down the violent speed. Smack, Charlotte squealed as his open palm slapped onto the fleshy round of her buttock. Red handprint scalding onto white skin, painting primal. The claw of fingers pulling off to kite up again, soaring ominously. And streaking back down, smack, stinging as the palm whipped away on the glance. She stifled her sob. She wasn't going to break easy. The mistress had taunted that Charlotte would burst into tears on the third blow, but she wouldn't. Fuck you, Katya. This time, his hand clapped across both cheeks at once, bouncing back off to rain down the fourth, fifth, and sixth strikes in quick succession. The pain blazed, wild, determined eyes as she bit into her lip. She used his paws to rebalance and readjust the enticing presentation of her behind. Could feel his hardness against her flank. Fingers skittering over her pussy playfully. Before drawing away again. Her buttocks cringing as they tried to pose. He leant back to get a better angle on her left cheek. Bringing his palm down vertically to spread the red. A flurry of flicking slaps, one striking thumping square onto her tail, driving the plug deeper with bone-shivering reverberation, his thumb slipping inside her pussy as he repositioned her body at a steeper angle, her neatly paired ankles vice between the back of his right thigh and the top muscles of his clenched calf. His arms swept in lashing motion, hitting hard, again and again, 
slapping down on her helplessness, buttocks wavering like the sea under a furious storm, white skin spanking pink, rosing deeper as the brutal being battered on, reddening under the hail of stinging strikes, cheeks burning to glow, a heating ember, a powerful blow jarring the ass plug again, juddering through her center, another vicious spank onto scalding skin. The agonized whelp, irrepressible this time, her sobbing cries unleashed like a panicking fool as his strong hand clapped down without mercy. Charlotte's ass red raw, the pain consuming, the escalation unbearable. No, not unbearable. She would bear it. Bear it for him. She'd take it all whether she could or not. Whatever he gave, more than the others. Any of them. She'd take it. All of it. She was his wife, and she loved him. His hand stopped to hover close to her blazing cheeks, as if warming around the fire. A slim pant after the exertion. Sitting back to admire his handiwork, a nicely roasted rump, succulent meat all soft and tender, juices flowing to marinade, a satisfied sigh whilst idly massaging the flesh, clutching a handful of ass in his squeeze. The suspender cords had flown loose, but the stocking rims remained neatly circled around the top of her thighs. The pain scorched and inferno, but she wasn't going to be beaten both ways. The hold of his leg around her calves had loosened, so she was able to set her feet on the floor along with outstretched hands. She pushed her butt up atop the arch of her body, thrusting towards him, pom-pom tail twitching enthusiastically. Beat me more. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Mirror Secret Mirror publishes on May 28th. Check out mirrorsecretmirror.com for more information. Hot erotica for you to look out for. Entrapped by James Hardcourt. A young married couple, a wealthy widow, and an offer that could change their lives. What will they give up to truly gain their freedom? Sex and relationship blogger Emma Stevens is conflicted when she receives a shocking offer from a rich and domineering follower, Catherine Argent. What will they trade to have her loving husband's manhood locked away in a tight steel cage, his pleasure denied for an entire year? What's it worth? What will they learn? And what will it really cost them all? Out in the Night by Elena Nix Someone is watching Becca's house at night. Her only neighbor is also her only suspect. He's abrasive and domineering, yet darkly compelling. Her life has been spinning out of control since he showed up at her door with an orphaned kitten. She tries to keep her distance as mysterious warnings and increasingly erotic dreams keep her off balance. But he has no intention of letting her get away. Links can be found in the description.
You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> we love giving you erotica for free. But realistically, the ability to access our full explicit audiobook library without the chatter belongs behind a paywall. Therefore, you'll find our Patreon to be one of the most compelling offers for an insignificant amount of cash. Follow the links to see what you could be missing for a lot less than what you thought. We have two episodes of filth erotic book review during this episode. But before we go there, let's introduce you to two erotica authors and guest judges. First, we have one half of the erotic writing duo, The House of Wood, A.F. Immortalis. Hi, A.F. Immortalis. Hello there. Thank you very much for having me on all the filthy details. I'm looking forward to coming in your audience's ears. And by that, I mean my voice coming in their ears through headphones while they listen to the podcast. For those coming across you for the very first time, what can you tell us about yourself and your work in this genre? Yeah, uh, my name's A.F. Mortalis. I'm a writer from England. My first novella, My Kinky Fairy Goddess and the Horny Werewolf Invasion, came out last year, and I write erotica as one half of Blaze L. Wood. Our most popular stories have been the Hypno Cheerleader series, Cheerleader's Humiliation and Cheerleader's Confessions, and our latest, Secret Desires, about a mistress who sells wildest fantasies in exchange for fulfilling someone else's fantasy, is out now on Kindle. I understand your partner is also a prolific erotica writer. Is that true? Well, she is the other half of Blazel Wood, so I guess I gotta agree. <laughs> uh, to be honest, we're still new to this and are just coming up to a year of publishing. We used to write custom erotica privately, and very rarely we'd share stuff on Litrotica or Reddit. Then one day someone didn't pay us for a story we wrote, Cheerly Dissimulation. So we decided to self-publish it on Kindle and haven't looked back since. What can we look forward to next from AF Immortalis? Uh, we've got a very busy summer ahead of us. Uh, we're very proud to be taking part in a summer series of titles with a coalition of other authors and have a very filthy but wholesome book in the works for that. We also wrote a fun non-fiction sex games book for chastity users, which has been really popular. And the follow-up 69 Sexy Games for Kinky Adults will be out some point in the summer. Uh, we also have our first foray into audiobooks and My Kinky Fairy Goddess 2, The Strip Club at the Edge of Reality, is also out at the end of summer, apparently. Uh, follow us at Blaze Loves Wood on Twitter for all of the information on that. Thank you. Also, those paying attention last month may recognize Hank Dolworth, everybody's favorite erotic Texan writer. Hi, Hank. Hello, or as we say in Texas, howdy. For those still unfamiliar with your books, how would you describe your writing style? My writing style is usually story-driven, focusing on how sex fits within a deepening emotional connection. I have various books covering everything from mind control, paranormal romance, and hot wife free use. And I usually have some light BDSM elements with male dominance and female submission. My stories don't always have a happily ever after, but they usually wrap up with a happy for now. You're quite an active member of the erotica writing community. Who would you say are some of the community's unsung heroes in regard to your own journey? I wrote mostly for KDP or Kindle, 
and read many others that, that are in that world. Uh, my erotica influences include Steph Brothers, Lacey Cross, and Alec Lake. Some up-and-comers in the erotica genre include Olive Spencer, Logan Black, Sonny Morgan, and Eli Casablanca. I'm also interested in writing contemporary romance and erotic romance, and some authors I enjoy in that genre are Meg Becker, Eliza Black, and Peyton Storm. What's the title of your next book, and when can we expect it? My latest will be in my Free Use Study Buddy series, and it'll be titled All Nighter, and it's released on May 23rd. I also have a book in the Ultimate Hot Wife Summer Collection titled The Hot Wife Playa Cabana, and it's in collaboration. And I also have a collaboration with Meg Becker for a charity anthology titled Myths of Passion, which is releasing the 1st of July. I'm also busy continuing my Hot Wife Soccer Mom series, more of the Free Youth Study Buddy, and I try to release at least a book or two each month. Thanks again. Now you're more familiar with our guest judges. It's time to hand you over for the first segment of Filth. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> yeah. This is Filth, the erotic book review. Oh, this is so crazy. Hi, erotica fans. I know what you're thinking. Where is Di? Unfortunately, she has been recovering after being hospitalized. I hope you'll join us in wishing her a speedy recovery. Anyway, the show must go on, and this is Filth, the erotic book review. We have six books to review during this special, but as usual, we will pit three books against each other and come out with a recommendation twice. We'll review three books now and tackle another three later on in the show. Without further ado, let's begin. Camera Erotica by Juan Eduardo de Casa Samantha instructed Aria to get on her hands and knees. As Aria got into position, the second man knelt in front of her and Aria began to suck this new dick instantly. Samantha then guided the first man to a kneeling position behind Aria. Samantha grabbed his erect penis and started rubbing it up and down over Arya's wet cunt. Arya moaned with pleasure. Mmm. Then, this man pushed his huge dick deep into Arya's pussy. A gasp could be heard from Arya's cock-filled mouth. The man then grabbed Arya's ass and began to fuck her slowly, the full length of his cock sliding almost out of her pussy and then all the way back in, deep inside again. Then he began to fuck her harder, and his balls slapped against her. Her small breasts bounced wildly. Suddenly then, Samantha removed herself from the scene. I took a step back. I captured Arya's image while she was spit-roasted by these two big cocks. I moved the camera in closer and focused the lens on the thick, meaty penis sliding between her tight pussy lips. Then I captured the ball slapping against her clitoris. Samantha had gone to retrieve the other two men. She returned, pulling them behind her by their hard cocks. Samantha then dropped to her hands and knees alongside Aria. 
and the two men instantly got into position. Together, they started fucking Samantha's pussy and mouth. I took a couple of steps back, and then... I captured the fullness of the scene. Then I moved in on Samantha's mouth and waited until the man's balls were against her chin. Arya then pushed against the man whose cock was in her mouth, releasing him. Jack, put down the camera and get over here. She barked at me, desperately. I knew exactly what she wanted. I stripped my clothes off as fast as I could and knelt in front of her. My cock was already rock hard. Aria held my balls and pulled my cock into her mouth. She began to suck my dick intensely while the other model fucked her from behind. I could feel this other man's thrust on my cock. As he slammed his huge dick into Aria, her entire body was thrown forward, which drove my cock deeper into her mouth. I felt the head of my cock inch its way down her throat. Seeing this, Samantha dropped the cock from her mouth and told all the male models to go and get dressed and leave. She said this with such authority and seriousness that the men responded instantly. The two men pulled out of Arya's and Samantha's wet pussies. Arya just kept sucking my dick passionately and did not even look at the men now dressing and heading out the door. Next, Samantha retrieved the camera and began to photograph Arya's lips, which were wrapped tightly around my cock. Then she photographed my testicles in Arya's hand. Then Samantha laid the camera down and got on her hands and knees alongside Arya. She pulled Arya's mouth off my penis. Then she kissed Arya's mouth. Slowly and still kissing, Samantha reached for my cock. She stroked it a couple of times, then turned from Arya's mouth and began to suck my cock. After a few seconds, holding the shaft of my dick, she popped it out and pointed it back to Arya. Arya quickly latched on and started sucking again. I reached for a nearby camera, and as Arya and Samantha were handing my cock back and forth, taking turns sucking it, I took another photo. Fuck me, Arya demanded, then breathlessly. I did not hesitate. I got up and moved around behind the two girls on their hands and knees. I fondled Samantha's breasts and ass along my way. I knelt behind Arya and looked at both of the girls' asses leaning together, touching. Both of their pussies were wet, offering themselves to me. The lips of their cunts gaped slightly having just been fucked so roughly by the model's massive cocks. I pushed into Arya and felt her warm tightness. As her pussy muscles flexed against my dick, I began to fuck her hard. I squeezed her ass and then gripped her around the waist, just above her hips. I slammed my cock into her, and my ball slapped against her clit. Her ass bounced and she moaned and yelped with pleasure. Then, just as quickly as I had started fucking her, I dismounted and moved behind Samantha. I pushed my cock inside Samantha and began to fuck her roughly. As I looked up, I saw that Samantha and Arya were kissing. 
They continue kissing as I switch back and forth between them. Fucking one girl for a minute, and then the other. After several turns with each girl. And while I was deep inside Aria, I told the girls that I was about to come. Quickly, Aria pulled herself off of my cock, and both girls turned around and lay on their backs with their faces below my large penis and my heavy balls. For a second, they fought over my cock as each girl wanted to swallow my cum. At the last second, Aria took my cock into her mouth, and I drained my balls down her throat. Slowly, she swallowed and then released my cock from her lips, handing it to Samantha. They passed my cock back and forth, sucking it and licking it clean until it hung limp and fleshy and raw. The girls began to kiss again, still laying on their backs. I slid in between them and lay on my back and pulled a nearby blanket over us. Both girls turned into me. Arya's head was on one of my shoulders, and Samantha's was on the other. They threw their knees over my parted legs. Samantha reached down and caressed my balls. Arya held my heavy, flaccid penis. We remained like that for a long time, holding each other in silence. Then, fully emptied all of our energy, inhibition, and fear. We fell asleep. Camera erotica follows the journey of Jack, a heartbroken and romantic darkroom technician, as he discovers his sexuality while developing film from an erotic photo shoot with photographer Samantha. Together, they explore the sexual world of San Francisco, struggling with their pasts and discovering intimacy. The story is steamy and vivid, with a poetic and ambitious writing style. Plastic Panties by Men E. Love We met online, but didn't talk much. Vicky didn't want to sit around. She didn't want to get fat on her phone. And I agreed. Life is for living. We had a few drinks, but we already knew our shared interests. I asked, can I pop to yours? I won't try anything on. Maybe she thought I was being coy. I wasn't. I was acting outside my comfort zone. Vicky drove to hers, then disappeared. She came back transformed. You have one purpose in life, and one purpose only. That sole purpose of yours is to polish every single pair of shiny tight knickers I wear. Now, do we have a deal? I look at her black bobbed hair and that stern face, those authoritative, unblinking hazel eyes. I glance down at her tight body that is honed for sports. Her large brownish nipples are full and aroused. But most of all, my eyes fixed on her high-waisted, red and full zip PVC knickers. My kinky panties stir. The plastic rubs my dancing cock. It cracks and rustles as the sheer plastic slides across my butt. I look over her shoulder to the blank wall and mutter, I can't believe my luck. I'm floundering and decisive. She lashes out her whip, which cracks my top plastic-covered R's. I yelp in pain. And yet, I'm familiar with leather fronds as I self-flagellate the best I can whilst wanking. 
I love to whip the whip up beneath my balls, and I pump my cock harder with my other hand. I agree. I agreed. Louder than before, and certainly no less than earnest. She whips my noisy knickers again. Very good, she replies. I lean back to a kneeling position. My smarting arse rests on my heels. I suppose I'm like a little puppy. A mucky little pup with a raging boner. Well, I think you'll begin, she glared. There's no time like the present. Then she rolls back, her back against the kitchen wall. Her legs are widespread in the rudest of moves. The gusset of her deep red kinky panties ripple and stretch across her raging clitty. I crawl forward to her, looking at her tightly closed eyes. She quivers in anticipation, and I bury my hungry face in the smell of hot, rustling plastic. I can smell her glorious musk as I work my tongue around the stiff folds of her knickers. I trace the folds and creases with my tongue tip. I circle and flick. I prod her glorious PVC. Then I use the length of my tongue across her shiny camel toe. I rub her knickers with my lips. I make circles as I drink her in through my nose and throat. I feel really heady with lust. My fingers hook in the thick plastic knicker, elastics, that pull tightest on her hips. I loosen them up a little. I can taste her excitement as my tongue works faster to outline the lady's muff. I lick with hunger. I lick. I polish. I polish and lick her pervy panties like it's an Olympic sport. I try to unzip her like they do in the films, but I'm dizzy and burning with an animal greed. I unzip her conventionally with my quivering fingers to reveal her plump, hot cunt. My fingers tease her open. I taste and taste her metallic musk. I lap and lap. My tongue burls and strains with hunger. Then I reach down to my own shiny plastic knickers and slide my hand inside for a panty wank. She moans. Mm. She groans as her heavy breath shallows. She pulls my hair as I wank. She pulls me in tighter. I lick and wank. I pound my cock until she screams out. Her love juices hit her plastic and I lap. Oh, how I lap. I tease her hot knickers aside to harvest her love, my nose and chin glistening with her cum. You little bastard, she snaps. She whips me again as I hurry to finish myself off before she can stop me. You must never wank, ever, and you must not release my juices. That was enough. I shot my spas everywhere. You little bastard. You've jizzled all over my kitchen floor. She whips and she whips. She thrashes me like fuck. Even my sticky hand can't block her furry.
I can see you need to be taught a bit of etiquette, you filthy little pup. But first you will clean me up. I am red and smarting. My tongue soon warms up again. My fingers too. My fingers work to the rhythm of my racing heart. I try not to think about her wet pussy. Her hot, hungry pussy in those kinky knickers. What started as a published collection of stories about plastic panties on literotica.com became a collection including various experiences and kinks for PVC enthusiasts, from solo adventures to group activities. The stories feature plastic panties and PVC knickers. The Free Use Housewife by Lilia Wett. Once the dinner was over and our guests left, the weight lifted from my shoulders. Though it went well, I couldn't help feeling like I was always on the brink of saying something wrong. The right thing would have been to wash dishes and leave a clean kitchen in the morning. But all I wanted was a hot shower. As was often the case, the need for comfort outwone over kitchen duty. Fortunately, Carter was in no mood to argue with me. He even joined me in the shower, instead of fooling around like I anticipated. We joked about the dinner and whether or not they'd hurt us in the kitchen. A smile still graced my lips when I walked into the bedroom. Without warning, he grabbed me by my waist and tossed me on the bed. I looked up at him as he ripped the towel away from my body. I think I promised you something earlier, and I'm a man of my word. I remained speechless while he sucked my nipple into his mouth and fingered my pussy. Groaning, he peered at me. You're always so wet and ready for me, aren't you? He slipped another finger inside. No wonder you like free use. You just want me to bend you over and fuck you anytime I feel like it. You live for coming on my cock, don't you? Yes, I whimpered. Good. Spreading my thighs, he lined his cock up with my entrance. He took his time filling me with his hardness. And when he was finally fully sheathed, I was dying for more. It was as if he'd left my body on edge from our time in the kitchen. Carter pushed my legs back until my knees were almost at my ears. Leaning over me, he started to move slowly. Our gazes locked as he increased his pace and my breath caught. It had been a while since I'd seen that look in his eyes. He wanted to completely devour me, to take everything he wanted from me. I held my legs in place, giving him complete access and control. The sounds of our bodies slamming together filled the room, and it didn't take long for me to scream in climax. Waves upon waves of dizzying pleasure tugged me under until my mind was nothing but a blank slate. Panting, Carter pushed away from me and pulled me off the bed. It wasn't until my knees hit the tiles and he pushed his cock into my mouth that I realized he hadn't come yet. Of course, he'd keep his word about making me come. 
That didn't mean he wasn't going to use me. I fucking loved it. He grabbed a fistful of my hair to hold my head steady as he fucked my throat. The combination of our delectable tastes coated my tongue and knee throbbed between my thighs. Clearly, one orgasm wasn't going to be enough for me tonight, but that would have to wait. Right now, Carter was my entire focus. I was enthralled by the way he claimed my mouth, the way his balls slapped against my chin, and the sharp intakes of breath that told me how close he was to the edge. I looked up at him with my hands curled into fists at my sides. Fuck, I want you to come down my throat, Carter. I wasn't disappointed. Carter cursed as his release exploded into my mouth. Fortunately, my years of experience made it easy to swallow every last drop of him down. When he staggered back, I smiled with satisfaction. Is that how you were always planning to end our night? I asked. No, but I can't complain how it turned out. Giggling, I crawled back onto the bed. At least, I could sleep in a little longer tomorrow because my parents weren't carrying Scott back until the evening. I patted the space beside me. Come to bed. He licked his lips. Are you really that tired? I slipped my finger between my slick folds. I never said anything about going to sleep. Felicity and her younger husband explored a concept of free use in their marriage, which involves being taken while there are other people around. After trying it out for a week, they find that it is the hottest thing they have ever done. We asked AF Immortalis to help us review these titles. Here are some of his thoughts. So, the first of the three books I'm going to review is Plastic Panties by Many Love. Plastic Panties is a collection of 13 scenes involving men, women, and often both, in Plastic Panties. Each scene is straight to the point and covers a wide range of kinks within the realms of plastic underwear. And while plastic underwear is not my kink per se, the dub con stories and the ones featuring dominant women really piqued my interest. What Plastic Panties lacked in plot, it more than makes up for in panties, which are often cum splattered. Many love style in each scene changes a little with his different protagonists, but the underlying wit and frantic pacing made this a lot of fun and easy to read, even if the pacing did leave me at times going, where the heckins did Tony come from? Overall, it's a very fast-paced collection of scenes that was a lot of fun and a must-read for any PVC underwear enthusiasts. The second book I read was Camera Erotica by Juan Eduardo de Casa. It follows the story of Jack, who comes across some pornographic images when developing a film for a new client. When he eventually meets the mysterious artist, he discovers the photographer was also the model in the photos. She invites him into her world of free sex and poly lifestyle, which leaves him feeling uneasy and often running out in shock and embarrassment. As the relationship progresses, we dive into what made Jack and Samantha the way they are, and can the two from different worlds overcome the differences for love? This book is perfect for fans of slow burn romances. The sex is teased throughout the book, with time being taken to make the two main protagonists feel like fully formed people, not two-dimensional sex puppets. 
The contrast of the uninhibited Samantha and the sexually timid Jack was an interesting and different dynamic to read in erotica. The sex scenes when they did come were fun and the setting of San Francisco really feels like an extra character in the story. It was potentially a little slower paced than I would have liked for my personal preferences, but fans of slow burn romances, this is right up your street. And the last book I was asked to review was Free Use Housewife by Lilia Wett. It tells the story of Felicity, a dutiful housewife and mother, and her husband Carter, as they experiment with Felicity being Carter's free to use for a week, including over a business dinner where Carter is hoping to secure promotion. Will the pair's antics scupper Carper's career prospects? This one was a lot of fun and very horny to read. The sex scenes were frequent, frisky and frantic, while being interspersed with mundane tasks like chopping a bell pepper. There was just enough story to hook you in. There was just enough story to hook you in, and then plenty full of varied sexcapades to keep you there. While again, the free use genre isn't a genre I've read before, and not one I'd go searching for necessarily, I was entertained throughout, and I would definitely recommend to any fans of the genre. It's really hard to pick a favourite out of these three books. They all have their own charms that I liked about them, but in this case, I think it's a bit like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. While Plastic Panties was too fast pacing for me, Camera Erotica was a little on the slow side, but Free Use Housewife was just right pacing wise for me, and for that reason, I'm selecting it as my pick of the three. We also asked Hank Dolworth to share some of his opinions. Here are some of his hot takes. Uh, the, the three titles I've read, I've considered them in a Goldilocks type of arrangement. So my takeaways are the lines of finding the, just the right story for me. They're all good stories with varying different flavors. The first book was Camera Erotica by Juan, by Juan Eduardo de Casa. Camera Erotica is a broad-ranging story that's described as a full-length erotic novel or novella. It follows two people that meet coincidentally. It's set in San Francisco, and the main character, Jack, is a film technician who finds a roll of film with explicit erotic photographs. After developing these, he meets the female main character, Samantha, the photographer. Their growing relationship is the focus of the rest of the book. Jack is an older in this age gap relationship, but is smitten by the more worldly Samantha, who coaxes him out of his shell. The story includes many details to describe the setting and the characters' backgrounds. It's more of an erotic romance than pure erotica, and for those looking to get lost in the story, camera erotica is a worthy read. But it gets my too long vote for this review. The next book I reviewed was Plastic Panties, a brief PVC fetish story by Min E. Love. Plastic Panties is a series of short and very short stories that revolve around a PVC fetish. The individual stories are short and to the point and get right to the action. The PVC fetish is not a kink of mine, so I found parts of these stories difficult to connect with, but admittedly that's my fault. The last story uh, in, the, in the collection might be better placed at the beginning as it reviews the PVC fetish and why the author finds it compelling. If PVC sits within your kink, certainly give Plastic Panties your attention. For this reviewer, however, it gets my too short vote. My final book was The Free Use Housewife by Lilia Wett. Full disclosure, Lilia is, is a colleague of mine and we've collaborated on Hot Wife and Free Use series. We both write free use stories, so I might be a bit biased in this review. The free use housewife is a reverse age gap story, meaning the female main character is older than her male lover. The free use story maintains the usual male-led do dominant in the view. <laughs> the free use story maintains the usual male lead dominant in the free use arrangement. 
What I love about Lilia's story is, is how she shows the intimacy in the relationship and is clear in her characters Carter and Felicity. Not only do they have raging hot sex, but they also love and care for each other. The added element of their school-aged son, Scott, makes the free use element a little bit more challenging for the adults, but that also adds to the story. Lilia's prose is always fun to read, and the length for me is just right. For all these reasons, The Free Use Hot Wife was my just right story and gets my highest recommendation of the three books I've read. Scores time. Camera Erotica is a 4.2 out of 5. Picture this. You've just read an amazing debut from an author who knows how to write thought-provoking erotica with characters that are not only fleshed out, but flawed, vulnerable, and yet full of lust. You felt like you've read an autobiographical tale about the complexity of desire that needs to be studied, if not discussed. But your first afterthought is, what would a veteran film director like Gaspar Noe do with this story? And that's what I believe sums up the one lingering flaw weaved into the Persian rug. The sex scenarios challenge our protagonist at times, bringing out timidity and a need to be handled with kid gloves. An excellent read. Plastic Panties is a 3.8 out of 5. There is an art to compiling compilations that resonate with everyone, and then there's writing for a particular niche or fetish. If I were to summarize what this bug does, I'd say it does a bit of both. However, I don't think it does enough to make the plastic panty genre universally appealing. Nevertheless, we're here to recommend books. One positive aspect is that in this low competition niche, Men E Love appears to have one of the top pen names in the subgenre. Impressive stuff. This author is worth remembering if this is your thing. The Free Use Housewife is a 4.2 out of 5. Although this is labeled as an older woman, younger man book, I think the dominant narrative is the free use aspect of sex. The plot is intriguing and relatable at times, which adds to the magic. What starts off as an experiment adds a new exciting dynamic to this couple who are threatened to be pinned down in the mundane tasks of parenthood and entertaining people they aren't that close to. This isn't the most challenging read lengthwise, but the author makes the content count with passionate sex scenes and clever plot advances. Now, with two books tied for our top spot, we're going to differ to our guests and award Lilia Wett our star recommendation for Erotica for the Free Use Hot Wife. I think it's fair to say she's learned her craft well and knows how to keep her readers engaged. I believe this may be part of a series. Consider picking these up now. We hope Lilia will accept our invitation to feature in next month's show. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Thanks. There will be more filth later. Anyway, from one star recommendation winner to another, Christian Pan has provided us with an excerpt from his wonderful title, Eagle Eye, for us to listen to. Enjoy. She pushed the stranger down onto his back over the bed sheets so she could pull his pants open and down below his knees. Ivy smiled at how this strong and powerful man, like all strong and powerful men, instantly became clumsy and helpless through the quick adjustment of their pants. 
once his clothes were down to his ankles. She saw his cock full and ready. From standing, Ivy immediately swallowed him up, bending forward from her waist, her hands on top of his thighs for support. She slid up and down with her mouth, occasionally stopping her slurps to spit on it or to stroke his shaft with one hand and see the expressions on his face. The stranger had his eyes closed. He was absorbing each droplet of pleasure arising from his hips. Ivy could tell he was struggling not to come too fast. She teased him with her mouth and tongue, varying the rhythm, and sometimes she just went down on him until she began to gag. It was a little uncomfortable, but... Ivy never met a man that didn't like it when she gagged during a blowjob. She had complete power over him through how she moved her mouth and tongue along his cock. This certain timeless knowledge turned her on. At some point while she was sucking, Ivy felt someone looking at her, not from the bed, but from the doorway. Michael. Her hair covered most of her face while she bobbed up and down the stranger's veiny shaft. But Ivy could see feet standing in the doorway. Michael didn't enter the room. Just stood there on the threshold. My, my, she thought. So my old college friend likes to watch. Wonder what other secrets he's been holding out on me. Ivy looked up at the stranger, whose eyes remained closed and began stroking his stiff and slick dick with her hand. She turned towards Michael in the doorway. His mouth was open, and his right hand was jerking himself off. Ivy smiled, and let the tip of her tongue touch the bottom of her top teeth. You gonna just stand there and watch? She said. Or are you gonna get over here and fuck me? Michael's eyes bulged open. The stranger lifted his head from the bed languidly, then let it flop back down as soon as Ivy resumed gobbling his cock. She pulled up and stroked it again with her hand and turned towards Michael again. Well? He stood there, a weird look in his eyes. Had he gone out drinking somewhere while I was out at the club? Which, he started, swallowed, then started again. Which do you want, want me to do? You tell me, she said, and resumed sucking the stranger's cock, slow and steady, drawing out his orgasm. As she hoped, Michael eventually entered the room and stood behind her. Ivy could smell his lust off of him like a musky cologne along with the smell of wine and tobacco. With one of her free hands, she lifted the back of her dress, but this time, he needed no coaxing. Her pussy was already dripping wet, and when he moved her underwear over to the side of her hip, Michael's hard cock slid inside of her effortlessly. His hands gripped Ivy's pelvic bones clumsily, and for a moment she thought Michael might stumble to the floor bringing her down with him. But he quickly grounded himself and began slow and deep thrusts deep inside of her, 
while she continued to suck the stranger lying on the bed. Ivy liked three ways. During her senior year at Rutgers, she got the reputation as being kind of wild. After finishing school, she moved into the city and in her 20s was a decade of clubs, drugs, and sex. Why the fuck else do people have jobs if they're not going to have fun? She remembers asking one of her girlfriends at the time. What was her name? The two of them were in a hotel elevator, leaving a party with four or five guys in a cheap room. Somewhere in Midtown. Ivy liked all sorts of men, tall, short, older, younger, and yes, sometimes more than one. She hadn't fucked more than one guy in years, though, since she got married. But Ivy still knew where everything went. Sex isn't really all that complicated. Having sex with two men at the same time isn't like it looks in pornos. Not that Ivy has any first-hand knowledge of being in a pornographic movie. My biggest regret in life. She would half-joke with one of the other moms as they watched their kids play soccer back home in New Jersey. In her experience, most guys can't handle the reality of actually being sexual with a woman in front of another guy. They like the fantasy of it, but one of them tends to get weirded out from being seen with their dick hard in front of another guy. They lose their inspiration. Or they come too fast. When fucking, Ivy was pretty good at sensing how close men were to ejaculating. She knew how to adjust her strokes and her moves to make it last as long as possible. All women knew how to make someone else feel good with their mouths and with their pussies. When riding two instead of one, it just takes a little more concentration. She knew Michael better than this stranger from the showcase club, obviously. So she decided to focus on her mouth and get this stud to come soon. Ivy could tell that he was close, and she lifted her mouth just off the tip of his cock while stroking the shaft faster and faster. She spat on it, but kept her tongue close to the eye at the head of his cock. Oh, fuck, he yelled with a French accent. I'm close. Hearing this turned her on. Ivy pushed her ass up against Michael behind her. She'd heard him grunt. Then his hands slapped her ass. Attaboy, she thought. Come on, Ivy told the man on bed. Make it come. I'm coming. The man hit the bed with his fist beside him, trying to hold it in as long as he could. Ivy kept stroking. Michael kept pumping. Feed me, Ivy said. I need it. I need it. Oh, God. As Michael pounded Ivy from behind, the stranger's pearly spunk squirted out of his cock. She got most of it into her mouth and savored its salty taste as she licked her lips before swallowing. She could tell from the way Michael's hands were clutching her hips now from the way his thrusts were going deeper inside of her that he was close to. Spent, the man on the bed interlaced his fingers behind his head and watched Ivy get fucked. She kept her hands braced on top of his bare thighs, done sucking on the stranger's cock. She dropped her head down and let her neck stretch out. But then Michael clutched her hair and yanked her head back. Ow! Ivy said. She said that more just as an acknowledgement that his pulling hair was a surprise. 
that it was merely uncomfortable rather than genuinely pain. His hand kept tugging her hair, though. Good boy, she thought. Good boy. That's it, she grunted. Give it to me, baby. I'm gonna come. Not yet, he replied. I'll tell you when. Ivy turned and looked over her shoulder. She had never seen Michael looking this way. His eyes heavy, his lips snarling like an animal. He was totally in control. She had never witnessed him possess this sort of power within himself, much less thrust that power through his hips and into her. For the first time, Michael appeared confident, self-possessed. Fuck yeah, baby, she said. Give it to me. Ride me. Shut up, bitch, he said, slapping her ass again. Harder this time. Shut up and fuck. Michael released her hair, but pulled on one of her shoulders, arching her back. The stranger sat up on the bed, her hands now resting upon his chest, his hands going to tease her breasts. He began twisting and pulling on her nipples, making her yelp and whimper. It hurt a little bit initially, but she also loved how his playing with her tits made her pussy muscles contract, which made Michael thrust deeper. Ivy felt his cock swelling up inside of her, growing engorged and thicker. He was close. The stranger let out a chuckle. Ha <laughs> ha. Where are you going, my little slut? Come on, Ivy, Michael grunted behind her. Both of his hands were on her hips now. Not yet. She could feel him getting closer, but not yet. Can I come? What did you say? He asked. Can I come? She shouted. The stranger put his fingers inside her mouth, and she sucked hard. Michael's cock was so deep, it felt like he would reach her stomach. No one answered her question. These guys just kept playing with her, pounding her. Ivy felt like crying. Come on, I fucking need this. Give it to me. Let me fucking come, you goddamn motherfucker. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> The link to get your own copy is down in the description. There's more books to review, meaning more judges to introduce. Hardison Parker is like the Swiss army knife of erotica, with sub-niches from shibari to lusty vampires to boot. Hello, Hardison. How do you feel about the progression of your style? Has your process evolved also? I think my style has progressed quite a bit with each book that I write. I've been lucky to have several very supportive people in the writing community give me input. Sabine Marlowe has helped me quite a bit with my cover design. I find I have the tech skills, but I don't have the eye for the graphics. Uh, so it's nice to have someone that I can bounce ideas off of. Posey Churchgate edits my stories on Medium and has really improved my writing. I find now when I write, I'm making the changes that I anticipate she would make. Um, Lacey Cross has always been willing to lend a hand with marketing advice on growing an audience and honest critiques of my concepts. 
Um, the other change I made is that when I started, I really began with an idea and wrote the story. Now I think I begin with a story. Uh, I, I don't know if it's helped, but uh, certainly has made some successful books. In your opinion, which erotica writers don't get enough credit in regards to writing well-rounded characters? Oh God, I'm going to get in trouble answering this one. There's no way I can mention all the people I, I would love to mention in this. One of my favorite series is a really popular one, but I don't think it gets as much credit for the characters as it should. Level Up is a geek erotica story, her word, not mine, uh, by Alexa Summers. And it was one of the very first erotica series that I read when I started writing. Uh, if any erotica authors want to know how to write hot sex scenes and still make the reader feel invested in the characters, this one is it. As for some lesser known authors, I really enjoyed working with uh, Lilia Wett, who also goes by Rianne Burnett. Uh, she isn't afraid to tackle any writing challenge from interracial to monsters, um, hot wife, pretty much any kink that exists, she'll give it a shot. Um, but she brings her characters to life. Uh, she was in a project we did called Erotic Bedtime Stories, and uh, she wrote an amazing story. Um, also on that project was Quinn Blueheart. Uh, his take on the gingerbread man was quite engaging, created a detailed plot out of a short nursery rhyme. Uh, his other stories also deal with some character development from a different perspective than I write, which I like a lot. What's the next project? What is it about? Well, I just mentioned last year's Erotic Bedtime Stories, which had 12 erotic authors come together to give adult twists to some famous uh, stories like Cinderella, um, Wizard of Oz. The one I wrote was Alice in Wonderland based. Uh, we were able to raise $1,000 for the Trevor Project in six months of sales before we took it off the market. Uh, some of the stories are still available by the individual authors. Um, mine's available for free on my website, intriguebursts.com. Uh, coming July 1st, we're at it again, this time with an anthology called Myths of Passion. Many of the authors have returned from last year and a few fresh new faces as well. Uh, we plan on topping last year's donation. I am also working on sequels to my Hot Wife series, my uh, science fiction erotica, Teleportication, uh, my Touch series, and a book that I think is long awaited and way overdue, uh, the sequel to Kara Awakened, uh, hopefully will be out by the end of the year. Um, in between, I'm going to continue to churn out stories on medium.com where I have a type top writer badge in fiction, short stories, and virtual reality. Also, we asked the multi-talented taboo kingster Tori Hamlin to join us. Hi, Tori. Hello, and thanks for having me on. Your style of erotica is quite different. How would you describe what makes your books unique? Characters and worlds have always been what makes a good story for me. I can forgive a lot if I'm invested in the characters or I like the world a story is set in. I'm a heavily character-focused writer. All of my books spend a lot of time on how characters are feeling and reacting to the situations they find themselves in. The majority of what I write is also based around how people change and discover their sexuality. The audience I've grown, I think, stays along for the ride for that reason. They like the characters, the style, the way those characters change, and, of course, the kinks. That, and I'm not heavily invested in a happy ending for all of those characters. Uh, heroes fail a lot in my stories, or, in some cases, become villains themselves. 
You're no stranger to recording books now. How can people hear more of Tori Hamlin? I'm fortunate enough to have a close friend, Lisa X. Lopez, who also writes. We work really well together, and I'm a big cheerleader for her. I had the chance to do the audio version of her book, The Beauty of Broken Things. In the past, I've done bits of voice work, but never a whole book. It was a lot of fun. I'm working with Logan Black, who you also interviewed, and Ellie Desire to do an audio production of a story about his Danny Diamond character that will likely come out in June. After that, we're talking about doing his novel The Money Shot. I'm also looking into the possibility of doing some of my own books, but I can't say that's a certainty right now. What are you working on next? I just finished up my new novel, Cheer Loathing, which was a massive effort. It's roughly the size of my first novel, The Second Place Sister, and follows a lot of the same themes, betrayal, seduction, and transformation. Over the summer, I'm planning to release the next two books in my Domco series and hopefully end that series this year. Thanks again. Now, you're more familiar with our guest judges. It's time to hand you over to Filth, the erotic book review. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> yeah. This is Filth, the erotic book review. Once again, it's time to review some more steamy erotica. You know the format now, so let's begin. The Magician's Secrets by Sterling and Storm Wilder. A small electronic timer on a nightstand counted down the minutes until the makeout session on Colton's bed turned into actual sex. Above the timer, hanging from the top of a lampshade, was a chain with the key to Colton's cock cage. Cadence and Martin could do anything and everything except vaginal or anal penetration until the timer hit zero. If Colton broke free from his bonds and unlocked his cage before that happened, Martin had to get out of the way and let Colton fuck his girlfriend. Again, Colton always won this game. This time would not be any different. Colton knew others might say he had a cuckold kink, and that may have been true, to an extent. What he really had, he thought, was a danger kink. He didn't actually want to watch helplessly while his girlfriend was taken in front of him, but he got off on the danger of that possibility. Tonight was a bit more complicated than usual for a couple of reasons. As it turned out, Martin was pretty good at tying a rope. Colton always let the other man do the tying so it was taking him longer to work through his restraints than it usually did. The other reason had to do with Colton's brother, Malachi. Malachi had called Colton just before tonight's game, started to inform him that he'd lost something of Colton's. It was a weird, partial deck of tarot cards that had belonged to their father, who had always claimed that they were one of a kind and valuable. Malachi had been upset when their father had passed away and stated in his will he wanted Colton, the younger brother, to take care of his not-insignificant estate. Malachi should not have been surprised, 
since their father had also groomed Colton to take over the family business years earlier. To assuage Malachi's hurt feelings, Colton let his older brother help with a few things concerning the estate. One of these things was getting the tarot card's value assessed. Why Malachi decided to take them with him to a strip club was beyond Colton's ability to comprehend. But he did so. The cards were stolen when Malachi was distracted by a new dancer. This had been almost a week ago now. Malachi's words expressed regret when he told Colton all of this. But his tone told a different story. The bastard was happy they'd been stolen. Why was something else Colton couldn't comprehend? But he knew it was as sure as he knew Martin was not going to fuck Cadence this evening. Colton was so distracted by his thoughts, he was surprised to see only a minute left on the timer. He looked at Cadence, whose mouth was only inches away from Martin's pre-cum dripping cock, and saw a questioning look in her dark brown eyes. Working fast, Colton finally slipped one hand free from the ropes and used it to free the other. After untying his ankles, he virtually jumped toward the nightstand with the cock cage's key. Unlocking the cage, he placed a hand on Martin's shoulder right as the timer hit zero. This was unfortunate timing for Martin, whose penis had just slipped between Cadence's ruby red lips. You can't stop sucking his cock, Cadence, Colton said. I win. The look on Cadence's face was utter relief. Martin's, not so much. Martin quickly got dressed and left the room. Cadence smiled up at Colton. You had me worried there for a second, she said, making a face. I thought maybe you were going to make me fuck him. You know I always win this game, he said as he squeezed her breast. She moaned in response to his touch. She took his cock in her hands, pulling him closer. He slid his hand up her inner thigh, which was still wet from her previous endeavor. It couldn't have been that bad, he teased, showing her his wet hand before licking it. I can't help if my body responds to touch so willingly, she said as she gently stroked him. I like it he said. He grabbed her hips and turned her over, face down in the pillow. Her wavy hair flowed around her like chestnut-colored water. Her ass was in the air. He knew she liked this position and sometimes wondered if she imagined one of her picks from their game behind her instead of him. Not that he cared, really. He teased her by rubbing his cock from her click to her ass. Which hole would he pick? He knew the anticipation was driving her mad as she clenched the sides of the pillow. He pushed the tip into her drenched pussy. She pushed back, sliding him deeper inside. He pulled back, smiling, as she made needy little cries into the pillow. Fuck me already! she said. He grabbed her by the hips and began thrusting deep inside her. He loved the sound and the sight of his cock pounding her sopping wet pussy. Yes, she screamed. She was rubbing her clit as he fucked her, 
I'm close. Don't stop. He could feel her wet pussy contract as she orgasmed. Can I have your ass? He asked. Yeah, she said, still feeling the aftershock of her release. He pulled out of her wet pussy and began rubbing their juices on her other hole, getting it nice and wet. He had to work to push in her tight opening, knowing he should be using lube, but also knowing she enjoyed the pain brought on by doing it this way. She was doing her best to relax, to welcome him into the back door, but her groans and squeals told him it wasn't an entirely pleasant experience for her. Still, he penetrated her inch by inch, savoring the tightness until he was all the way in. You took all of me, he said with a sense of pride both for her and for him. He slowly began pumping her ass, building up the speed as he went. This wasn't going to take long. He wanted to make it last, but he knew he couldn't. He shot his hot load into her. The two of them cried out in unison, her from him thrusting a little too hard, and him from the sheer pleasure that was making his legs quiver. He gave her a playful little slap on the ass and rolled her face up to kiss her lips. He went to go get a washcloth to clean them up. After all, he was a gentleman. This is a BDSM story about a man named Colton who has a cuckold fetish and likes to be restrained by his girlfriend's potential lovers. He plays a game where if he breaks free from his bonds before the timer runs out, he can have sex with his girlfriend. If he fails, then the lover wins the girl. Colton has never lost the game until he meets someone who may be able to defeat him. When Jerry met Ali by Audrey Horn. Sunrise, sunrise, looks like morning in your eyes. But the clock said 9.15 for hours. Sunrise, sunrise couldn't tempt us if it tried. Cause the afternoon's already come and gone. Nora Jones. In the morning, we lay in bed as long as we dared kissing and cuddling and caressing every inch of each other we could reach. When I finally released Jeremy from my clutches, we snuck through the apartment into the shower block unnoticed. A good chance to scrub some of the night away and to get a better look at my prize in the full daylight. He was tall, at least six foot, which was taller than my tall, five seven. A perfect match, dark brown hair, black, perhaps, and unusually amber-colored eyes. He had a muscular body, but not bulky. Clearly someone fit and strong, but not from static gym work. On his torso, he had nice, dark hair, which was lovely to run my fingers through, but not thick enough to obscure all the good stuff below. He said that he loved cycling, and it showed on his thighs and calves, long and strong, like an athlete, not a bodybuilder. When we woke, we showered together 
And as I watched the bubbles find their way over every one of Allison's curves and into every one of her crevices, I again reflected on the situation I had found myself in. Less than a week ago, I was a thousand miles away, single, miserable, and homeless. Not actually homeless, but I was coming back to a house that would be virtually empty of furniture and very empty of its all people. Less than 12 hours after that, I was unexpectedly rolling around on the ground, playing, fill me up football, with the blonde goddess that a dozen other men had tried and failed to conquer. And now, a week later, I was inches away from her willing, naked body, which I just spent the last 12 hours violating. When we emerged from the suds, we dressed and drove down to Bondi for breakfast, sitting in a seafront cafe, but ignoring the scenery that tourists flew halfway around the world to take in. We were only interested in looking at one thing, each other. Private Benod and Lieutenant Holland, sipping coffee on the seashore, in post-coital bliss, less than a week after never a word passing between them. As we drove back to home, Allison placed her hand on my leg. I had died and gone to heaven. Unfortunately, because we had slept in so late, after Jeremy and I arrived at my flat, there wasn't any time for any more fun, and only just enough time to get ready for Fiona's 21st party. I don't remember much of that celebration, but everyone later told me I had the biggest grin on my face the whole time. Jeremy and I held hands the entire time, but as happy as I was, I just wished that we were somewhere else. I could still feel Jeremy inside of me and my body rocking back and forth, back and forth. No wonder I was grinning. We went to Allison's friend's birthday party and stayed as long as the speeches before I had to drop Allison at her new job in a Darling Harbor shop. I picked her up at 6 p.m. and we went back to her flat. After dinner, I gave Allison her second gift, the bottle of massage oil. I stripped off her clothes again to reveal that amazing body and laid her down and slowly rubbed the oil all over her. Not a chore. More a gift from her to me. There was nary a second that I didn't thank the Lord for each moment that night that spent touching and caressing her. Jeremy gave me another gift on Saturday night. A bottle of massage oil. I'd never had an intimate massage before, but he clearly knew what he was doing. He laid me down on my chest and turned the lights down low. The oil flowed over me like a liquid skin, magically worked into every curve and sinew by his expert hands. I lay there naked, eyes closed, feeling completely safe and adored praying that Jeremy would take forever to work his magic. When he was ready, he rolled me over and took his reward, 
I lay there for him, letting him do with me as he pleased, looking, touching, playing. I was ready for pleasure. But if he just kept looking at or playing with me, that was okay too. This was a feeling I'd never experienced before. Adoration. I teased Allison, just avoiding her breasts and pussy for as long as I could. Then I finally worked on them slowly and gently before ending on her clit. She came with a deep and vocal sigh. Allison lay shaking for minutes as I admired her beauty and again praised my luck in meeting her. But, of course, Jeremy wouldn't think of himself only. His hands moved down from my breasts and slipped between my legs and rolled me between his fingers, never entering, staying outside. The tension built rapidly, and within minutes... I was again teetering on the edge of ecstasy. My entire body seemed to recenter on my clitoris as I channeled this latest pleasure. When I came, I could hear myself moaning. It was like nothing I had ever felt before. Finally, Allison's animal instinct took over, and she leapt on me kissing and tearing at my clothes. She forced me down to the bed and grabbed my hard, beating cock, her hand still slippery with oil. Then she swallowed me whole, devouring me as if she was starving. I exploded in ecstasy, sending great loads of cum deep into her mouth. Allison sucked and licked and sucked harder, never spilling a drop neither of us wanting it to end. This time I didn't wait. I was still shaking from my orgasm when I leapt on Jeremy. I pulled his clothes off as fast as I could and forced him down on my bed. His throbbing cock was already full and hard, and I was going to suck every inch until he came. I was so ravenous for him, I had to keep telling myself to slow down. I used tongue and hand in tandem, never letting him out. He quickly peeked, and I opened my eyes to watch the show. I jerked him till the last moment. Then I released my hand to ensure that I had maximum mouth around him when he came. He arched and threw his head back, and a moment later, he filled my mouth with his cum. I swallowed everything he could eject, sucking and sucking till I was sure he had no more. Then licked and sucked him until he was soft. Jeremy pulled me up to him and passionately kissed me. You are amazing, he said. His praise indeed. I think I blushed. Jeremy and Allison are two people living miles apart and unaware of each other's existence. But destiny soon brings them together in a place they have never been. 
Jeremy is an army officer coming out of a broken relationship, while Allison is an enthusiastic college undergraduate, inexperienced in love. The lingering question remains whether they will fall in love forever or life will get in the way of this erotic tale. The Detective Hotwife by Paul Garland Oh, hell! Doyle groaned from between her thighs. You're so fucking good! I've sucked a few cocks in my time. She giggled. I know what I'm doing. Damn, hearing her confess to that was such a turn-on. Now are you going to fuck me or what? She said, moving around so that she was lying on top of him, their faces close once more. Again, they kissed, and Doyle took charge, rolling her over and lustily pushing her legs apart to plunge his finger inside her wet cunt. Just fuck me, she urged him. Give me that big cock, Doyle. You're much bigger than him sitting over there. I want it. Give it to me. I saw the cop look over at me, and he blinked in surprise when he saw me jerking my dick. I was smaller than him, and I didn't care. Hearing Lacey say it was a bit of a shock to the system, as it always was, but I just kept stroking myself, waiting for him to fuck her. I wanted to see what he could do that I couldn't. He turned back to the ravishing red-haired woman beneath him and positioned the head of his rock-hard cock at the entrance to her smooth, wet pussy, and then pushed forward. Mmm. Lacey groaned as he slowly slid inside her. From where I was sitting, I could see everything, enjoying the sight of her soft, pink lips stretching out around his thick, girthy shaft. Fuck me, Doyle. Do me hard. A naughty girl deserves it hard. You are naughty, he agreed. Then rammed into her roughly, surprisingly roughly, making her grunt loudly. She hadn't anticipated how strong he might be. Lacey had been with muscular guys like Sam, my personal trainer from the gym. But Doyle seemed naturally big and strong. The muscles of his back and thighs bulged as he started to thrust in and out of her, and I could see that Lacey hadn't guessed how fit and powerful he might be because her eyes jerked open as he sped up and then another orgasm rippled through her. This time, her back arched from the bed, and she clutched onto him to slow him down, but he didn't. Doyle seemed determined to let out his pent-up frustration, grabbing her thighs and pushing them back forcefully. And now he began to really fuck her, drawing his length all the way out before slamming it back into her. The sound of their bodies connecting, filling the otherwise quiet showroom. Holy shit, she gasped as he lifted her and pulled her on all fours to fuck him from behind. You made me come so hard just then. My turn now, he said, his voice sounding intense and raspy and almost threatening. Do it inside me, Lacey begged, looking over her shoulder at him 
as he positioned himself behind her. But as soon as he took her, he turned her face back forward, then grabbed her long red hair and used it to hold on to as he pounded her intently. I couldn't hold on any longer. The sight of my pretty fiancé being used in such a fashion was too much, and my cum spilled out over my hand before I could stop it. Doyle came not long afterwards, burying his cock fully inside Lacey and emptying himself into her womb with a low growl of pure pleasure. Jeez, Lacey said with a giggle, after he'd finish and topple over onto his back to recover his breath. I hoped you'd be good, but wow, that was something else. I tucked my cock into my pants and zipped myself up after wiping my hand on my shirt. I'd need to change before we went out to eat. Then I walked over to enjoy the sight of my fiancé's pussy dripping with another man's spunk. For the first time ever, I wonder what it might taste like, but now wasn't the time to entertain that thought. Lacey, you're incredible. If you were mine, Doyle said, finally able to speak after the rough sex he'd just given her. I wouldn't let another man near you. I don't know how you cope with it, Marcus, but right now, I'm glad that you can. That made us all chuckle. So what happens from here? He asked. Do you want to do this again, or was I a one-off? Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Lacey replied with a smile, her finger idly touching her pussy while talking to him. God, I love my slutty fiancé. Let's just see where it goes from here, but I'll tell you one thing. Oh, yeah? He asked, raising an eyebrow in curiosity. If you can help us work out who's been threatening Marcus, she grinned. I'll show you what I can really do to you in bed. Don't make promises you can't keep, he warned her. She's not, I assured him, knowing just how naughty Lacey can get with me when she was horny. I'd always wanted to know exactly how dirty and filthy she can get with someone that she really liked. Perhaps Doyle was that man. This was just me giving you a taster my fiancé said, as she finally got up from the bed. We had a table booked at the Purple Ivy for brunch, and the time was getting on. You'll see, Detective Sergeant Doyle Green. I'm only just getting started. She truly was. This was just the start. The best was yet to come. The Detective Hotwife is a steamy, cuckolding story with a twist. Lacey Hawk, who runs an adult book and toy store, uses her sleuthing skills to investigate and sleep with suspects who are suspected of sleeping with a mysterious stranger's wife. It's a part mystery erotica, with a story cuckolding king throughout. We asked Hardison Parker to help us review these titles. Here are some of Hardison's thoughts. The first book I read was Magician's Secrets by Sterling and Storm Wilder. This short but intriguing little cuckold story is the first book of a three-book series, not counting the reader magnet. 
The main character, Colton, is a cocky son of a bitch who makes a game out of a pop out of the popular cuckold trope. Keeps the reader on the edge of their seat, wondering if he will win the game or end up cucked. The sex is hot, although it sometimes feels secondary to the story. I wish the book was longer, which may be the intent of the author, as it encourages the reader to seek out books two and three. When Jerry Met Allie by Audrey Horn. I'm going to follow the author's suit and warn you. The author has chosen to write in three different voices, Jeremy, Allison, and a narrative voice, sometimes within the same chapter. I won't lie to you, it gets very difficult to follow the jumps between first and third person. Uh, despite the author's explanatory note at the beginning, it makes the read very difficult, especially during the erotic scenes. Overall, however, I did enjoy the premise of the story. Older army vet meets college fresh co-ed uh, in the military. Um, the book does walk a line between romance and erotica. It never really captivated me with either, but the story does get interesting. Uh, and there are other characters revealed that spice things up quite a bit. The Detective Hot Wife by Paul Garland was my favorite of the three. Businessman Marcus is engaged to Lacey, the owner of an adult toy shop in what appears to be a very conservative town filled with dirty little secrets. When Marcus gets a threat, Lacey uses her detective and seduction skills to track down the culprit. The story moves well, introduces several possible subjects and a few steamy encounters before the big reveal. It's a longer read than The Magicians, but really excels in balancing the plot with the sex. I really began to like several of the characters by the end of the book. We asked Tori Hamlin to help us break down these titles. Here are Tori's thoughts. The first book I read was The Detective Hot Wife by Paul Garland. Overall, this was my favorite story of the three that we reviewed. One of the things that was noticeable throughout was the need for some minor proofreading. There were a huge number of small errors that would be an easy fix to make things flow more naturally, mainly just missing words or run-on sentences. The other piece that kind of threw me was the third POV from the detective. It's enough to deal with swapping between two first-person POVs. I just felt like the third was a little bit unnecessary. The book itself was a great light-hearted read. Uh, it was billed as a cozy mystery, an Agatha Christie-style story, and I think it largely succeeded on that point. I felt like the sex scenes were a bit too short, and the build-up to the first one took a little bit too long. However, they did come naturally, and there was a great deal of well-done innuendo throughout the thing that kept things kind of fun and sexy. One thing that did kind of irk me a little was the wife's sexy time with the accountant, though, right after they discovered he'd blabbed about their party. The mystery was put together really well with lots of little misdirection that gave it a great whodunit type feeling. Uh, the cuckolding and hot wife aspect was treated a little bit more respectfully than a lot of the cheating stories, too, which was kind of a refreshing change. It was nice to read about a couple that were into it, without the need for the constant put-down and humiliation that a lot of the cuck stories have. The husband's treated pretty well throughout, and you can tell that it's an exciting part of the relationship without one partner being abused. The next book I read was When Jeremy Met Allison by Audrey Horn, and this book was a bit of a letdown, but not because of the story. It was more of the format. The story itself I really enjoyed, and I think other readers of erotic romance will too. 
The letdown came from the format and the constant jumps in POV. The alternating first-person POV is a pretty common thing in romance these days, but normally it's done from chapter to chapter, and it's done with clear breaks for the reader. Doing a POV swap between characters requires a very clear indication of who the reader is following. Since the POV changes happened in this one very often, um, a lot of times from paragraph to paragraph, it just felt very jarring. There isn't quite enough difference in the voice of each character for a reader to clearly tell which POV you're reading at any time. If the voice or tone of each character's piece was vastly different, it might have been easier. The final issue on the POV thing was the third POV from Allison's flatmate. Uh, I just felt it really didn't add anything to the story other than a little bit more confusion in figuring out which character you're following. I don't want to be one of those people that says I would have done it like this. Uh, I would just say that it seems more like the author doesn't have the experience yet to have known how to pull off the POV shifts in a way that really made the story flow, but that shouldn't be taken as a negative criticism. It's a difficult thing to do well, and it's going to really improve future stories by Audrey Horn, uh, of which I do hope there will be many. I don't really give off the vibe through my own stuff that I enjoy romance, but I'm actually a sucker for a good love story. This was ultimately a very good love story. It was sweet, and it was cute, and really conveyed the butterflies-in-the-stomach feeling of a new relationship. Uh, Audrey does a great job of letting the reader feel the excitement of a growing attraction, from the tentative curiosity of feeling one another out, to the heartbreak of being apart, and the rush of pleasure from seeing each other again after the time apart. Had the POV issue been overcome, this story really had the potential to be excellent. Uh, in her future stories... Here's what I hope Audrey will pay more attention to, because I think she could really do well in the erotic romance category with a little polish. First, there are many, many giant run-on sentences, uh, particularly in the beginning. Just break it up a little bit, uh, polish up the dialogue, and don't be afraid to use contractions. The dialogue was a little too mechanical without it. Uh, pay attention too to word choices, particularly in the sex scenes. Some of the language used in sex scenes that were meant to be intimate lovemaking made them come off kind of rapey. Uh, phrases like, he'd spent the whole night violating her body, carry a tone of non-consent when the scene was anything but. Another example was, uh, he forced her onto the couch, which was a scene in which there was no force used. So you can convey aggressive, I-can't-keep-my-hands-off-you sex without wording that makes it seem as if it's a rape scene. Uh, lastly, be very careful of song lyrics. I get wanting to set the mood for a chapter, and they were well chosen. Song lyrics are copyrighted, though, and while it's a remote possibility that a record label is going to come after your story, the fact remains that using them without permission can get you sued and your book taken down. Um, as an alternative, perhaps write your own little bit of poetry for the chapter forwards. Maybe even use a snippet from the many love letters the characters are writing to one another. A chapter name rather than a number is also a great way to set the mood for what's coming. Uh, a good chapter title 
can convey an, an entire story in itself. Overall, the story was fun and cute. Uh, I really did enjoy it, but the enjoyment would have been much greater with some proofreading and smoother transition between character points of view. Lastly, I read The Magician's Secret by Sterling and Storm Wilder. Of the free titles that we reviewed, I think this one was the most well-written, in my opinion. Uh, the world-building was great, and I really dig the dark tone of it. I also always appreciate stories in which the hero doesn't win, so the ending here was satisfying in that way for me. Where it fell a little flat, in my opinion, was that the jumping-in point for the world left me with a lot of questions. I did see that there are more stories in the series, but there wasn't anything in this particular one that made me care enough about it to read the others. I think had there been some real hardcore sex along with the dark tone, it would have enticed me more to want to check out the sequels. As it stands, there wasn't enough in any of the characters, the mystery, or the sex that really got me hooked in enough. Uh, had it been about double the length, I'd have lightly been invested enough to keep going. As I said, the writing was very good, I just didn't get enough in this short bit to want more. And I feel like that is really something uh, these two could have done, because the way the story opens with that, you can tell that there is a lot of uh, creativity uh, involved in the situations that they could come up with around the things that this couple does. Time for the scores. The Detective Hotwife is a 4.2 out of 5, a highly entertaining mystery designed to keep you guessing. The cuckold element of the relationship appears to be routed in strong feelings for each other, and the need to advance along this path rather than being a tool for humiliation. The book arguably performs better as a fictional story that is dedicated to erotica. The many characters are given space to breathe, as a story develops into the question of these numerous suspects, a highly entertaining read. The Magician's Secrets is a 4.0 out of 5. This is a fantastic read with a plot that promises so much, but mostly leaves the reader hanging to source the sequel. Initially, we are given the premise that a magic trick performed by our protagonist and his partner would be the base that this book was built on. Think of an escape artist racing a timed falling blade, but his partner sleeping with a volunteer instead. However, we are introduced to the idea that our magician's relationship with the dark arts may run deeper in the family, as he seeks out and embraces the tools of the occult that used to belong to his father. Intriguing stuff. When Jerry met Allie is a 3.8 out of 5. I appreciate the ambitious nature of this author, but at the end of the day, the facts cannot be ignored. While the sex scenes in this book successfully pull it into the realm of erotica, the pacing and length of the plot lean more towards a slow-burn romance novel. Additionally, switching between three points of view may have been a costly mistake in terms of style. Despite these criticisms, I believe that most critics would overlook some of these bold stylistic choices and recognize the author's admirable drive to tell a story that tackles real-life events with all their inherent adversity. So to be clear, The Detective Hotwife by Paul Garland is our star recommendation. 
It's not the most explicit book we've ever read, but the quality of the plot and the entertaining nature of the book in general are simply delightful and even moreish. We'd like to formally invite Paul Garland onto the show so we can learn more. Thank you to everyone for taking part, and we urge you to check out these books and authors for yourself. Would you like your book reviewed? Follow us on Twitter to learn how you can get involved. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Be sure to check out the description to get hold of those books. Or if you're looking for uncensored opinion pieces, join us on Patreon for Shh Extra Filth, our secret erotica podcast. Talking of Patreon, I want to wish Di a speedy recovery. Davina would like to provide some more information from another member of our Patreon family. Thanks, Avril. I would also like to wish Di a speedy recovery. I'm looking forward to passing on your get well messages soon. Our next book sample is from Pornica Assam, one of our talented writers who has been doing excellent work behind the scenes on our Patreon. Her latest project, however, has been a labor of love that has presented her with endless challenges. Despite going back and forth with our editing team, she has graciously allowed us to share this sample with you. In her story, we are transported to a world where humanoid AI companions have become a reality. In a world where technology is advancing beyond our imaginations, it is not surprising to find artificial intelligence walking among us. These humanoid creations were designed to make our lives easier, but what happens when they start to feel like more than machines? What if they start to develop emotions and desires of their own? My work in progress is about a man who volunteers to enter into a forbidden relationship with a humanoid AI companion. As he navigates the complexities of fucking someone who isn't biologically human, he ends up learning more about himself than he thought he would. Join me on this journey into the unknown as we explore what it truly means to love and be loved, even in the face of adversity. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> I was done asking questions then because my cock was straining painfully against my pants. I wanted to feel her and needed to feel her now. I had fucked her mouth for sure, but I needed to be inside a woman to satisfy my craving for her. I unzipped my pants and pulled it down, followed by my boxers. Noelle glanced at my cock, and her lips tugged up as if she remembered the night before too, when I had it buried deep in her throat. She stepped up to me and wrapped her hand around the shaft. Her skin was cold and I hissed a little as she stroked it up and down, slowly, leisurely. A shiver ran down my spine as her thumb rubbed the tip, pre-cum leaking out of it already. My balls tightened as she tightened her grip a little and stroked again, faster this time. I gripped her wrist into my hand and stopped her, shaking my head. We don't want me to come right away, do we? There are a lot of things we need to do. I crowded her until her back was pressed against the wall. Kissing her passionately, I hitched up one of her long legs wrapped it around my waist. With one hand, I guided my cock to her entrance, not breaking the kiss. Noelle moaned against my lips as the tip teased into her pussy, filling her slightly. She bucked her hips as if to take it all inside her and I chuckled. You're eager, aren't you? I asked before thrusting into her a bit more. Another sound left her throat and her hands wrapped around my shoulder. She kissed me fervently and I slammed into her because I couldn't take it anymore either. She was right. The lube that the sensors had activated allowed my dick to slip in and out of her easily. 
It felt as if I was fucking a real pussy. The inside of her channel was soft as if made of silicone. I didn't care what it was made of as long as I got to fuck her raw. Noelle's mouth opened, and more sounds slipped from between her lips as I began moving inside her. Greg had told me that since I liked women who were vocal during our time together, he had programmed Noelle to be noisy. I like the way you're filling me up, she said breathlessly. Her words sent a tingle to my cock, and I increased my pace. I want your sperm in my pussy. I want it deep inside me. She moaned as I slammed into her. My balls tightened, and I knew I was close. I didn't know if she could come, but I wanted to last a little longer before I climaxed. I could stay there forever if I could. I can feel your cock twitching inside me. I love when you ejaculate inside of me. It makes me feel energized, she said. I want you to come now. I tipped over the edge with a cry on my lips. I felt my sperm shoot up her channel as I emptied myself into her. Goddamn, I don't know what I had been expecting for sex to be like with a robot, but that certainly wasn't it. If you enjoyed my story, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That's at Pornikasam. Thank you for listening. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We love discovering your comments about the show. We'll see you on Patreon or next time. See ya. Check us out on Patreon. We have our exclusive podcast, Shh, Extra Filth, and several exclusive long play audiobooks we know you'll love. We'll see you soon. <laughs>